It's the Beckler and Shauna podcast. Your daily download of X929's X Mornings with Beckler and Shauna. Brought to you by Shane Holmes. Offering affordable customization on your new home. It's Thursday, May 25th, 2023. I'm Beckler. Holy crap, we've come to the end of this long stint of working by myself here. Shauna's back tomorrow. Uh, I'm feeling pretty whooped. It's just a, a, a lot of talking by yourself. A lot of talking. A lot of different ideas you got to come up with. And, uh, well, I'm starting to run out, to be quite honest with you, which always happens at the end of these longer stints. So, I don't know, I think today's show is all right. I hope you're entertained. Uh, I'm excited for Shauna's return tomorrow. There's lots of stuff that, you know, kind of only works to do with two of us that doesn't work so well when you're by yourself. So uh, we'll hear all about her trip, I'm sure, I'm sure tomorrow, and, and then we'll wrap up the week before the weekend. On today's show, some white girl sayings. We're going to talk about smelly neighborhoods. It's not outrage marketing, but I think there's a, a way of getting your attention that may not be apparent immediately. And we've talked about this in the past, but I got another example for you. Not one, but two Terry of the Month nominees. Feminist candy bars. Excusing yourselves from the dinner table. Will LeBron James retire or will he stick around to play with his son, as he said he'd like to do? We're going to talk about father-son athletes. There's a song out right now that has the potential to ruin a, a perfectly good name, and I'll explain that in a bit. We'll talk about some of the funniest names in baseball history, which I feel like we may have done at one point, but it's all right. It's still funny. The funniest name I've seen for a trailer, like a fifth wheel. Lots of name stuff on today's show. And a lyrical trope that I'm sure was clever at one point, but is no longer clever. After your Out of Context clip of the show. Niagara Fall Falls. Ontario. The Beckler and Shauna Podcast. We were doing some work on the yard on the weekend, and my my wife McKenna and her mom both like country music, so we had country on as we were working. And I heard this one line in a country song, and I can't find the song now, if you can believe it or not. Um, but the lyric was, I'm drinking about you, which is a clever little play on words. Instead of I'm thinking about you, I'm drinking about you. You miss someone, so you're sitting there drinking about them. Uh, which is really a terrible way to handle missing someone. <laughs> Trust me, you do that. That's drinking against the grain of the liquor. You want to drink with the grain of the liquor, not against it. But I was thinking that's such a lyrical trope now, isn't it? Drinking about you. Like I'm sure the first person who came up with that was like, "Hey, this is pretty clever." And then it just kind of got beaten to death. Listen to this. I can't stop drinking about you. Drinking about you. So now I'm drinking. Sitting here drinking about you. I'm drinking about you. Yeah, it doesn't sound so clever anymore, does it? Podcast. Well, you've probably noticed more trailers on the road as everyone's getting them out of storage and getting ready for the camping season, which I guess officially kind of began last weekend. Um, <laughs> we went camping with a big group last year, and there was a dude in the group with this big-ass fifth-wheel toy hauler with the funniest name. Because all trailers have names, right? All trailers and fifth wheels, they have names. Usually wilderness-related, you know, like Wildcat or something like that. We get a lot of people sending us uh, photos of the, the Terry trailers they see on the road during the summer. But this trailer had the funniest name. Its name was Vengeance. <laughs> That sounds like the name of a legendary sword, not a fifth wheel. Would you agree? Why so intense? Vengeance? 
It's camping with your family. You're not on a quest to fulfill a blood oath. Who is looking for a trailer? And it goes into the, onto the RV lot and is like, I'm in search of vengeance. Do you have anything? Who is that buyer? Who is the buyer of vengeance? I mean, I suppose if like, if say like, you know, you're a regular guy, but then your friends betrayed you and you spent 14 years in an island prison fortress on false accusations of treason, leaving behind a beautiful fiance and a promising career as a ship's captain. But with the help of an elderly priest, you managed to escape and uncover a buried treasure, making you fabulously wealthy to the point that you're able to re-enter society as a mysterious aristocrat. And now it's time to exact your revenge on those who ruined your life. But you're going to need a well-appointed 40-foot fifth-wheel toy hauler with three slides to accommodate you on the way. Vengeance. The Beckler and Shauna Podcast. My dad sent me an article from Bleacher Report. It's an older article, but it's titled The 25 Funniest Names in Baseball History. And there are some funny names on this list. And I figured I could either just read the list to you, or we could have Blue Jays play-by-play guy Buck Martinez do it for you. Should be looking out of the ballpark, taking a look at the batting order for the all-names team. Donnie, Johnny Dick shot the leadoff hitter, followed by Dickie Thone and Tim Spooniebarger. Booth Bonzer's batting cleanup. The number five batter is Shooty Babbitt. He'll be followed by Rusty Koontz, Cannonball Titcomb, Pussy Tebow, and, P- and Pickles Dillhofer at the bottom of the order. Tonight's starting pitcher is Goose Gossage. Just a reminder that Tuesday night, some of these hilariously named ballplayers will be signing autographs, so if you've got a jersey with Dick Shot, Koontz, or Titcomb on the back, you can get their John Hancock on it. The That is my favorite new song we're playing on the station right now. Blame Brett by the Beaches. Although I have to say, it, does it not kind of feel like they did Brett a little dirty? I don't know. I don't know who Brett is. I don't know the guy that she's singing about there and maybe her ex. Maybe he deserves to get dragged a bit. But the, the thought of like all summer long at Beaches shows across the country, thousands of people bouncing up and down yelling, don't blame me, blame Brett. And Brett's just sitting there like, oh, cool. <laughs> I have no way to respond to this. <laughs> I'm not in a famous band. That kind of sucks, doesn't it? It also seems like it has the potential. And Sean and I were talking about this a few months ago. But if a song that features that prominently features someone's name gets really famous, it can kind of ruin the name, can't it? So this was inspired by the song Jolene. Because I'm sure everyone who's ever been named Jolene throughout history since that song became popular has had to like respond to bad jokes about it would wouldn't you say i think that's probably a pretty safe bet or like when i was growing up and that song stacy's mom came out like every girl named stacy was going to deal with that joke for a little while and this feels like it's got the same potential if blame brett gets big enough all the bretts they're in for it when i was growing up actually i thought i thought I, I wish I had been named Brett. I thought Brett was such a cool name. Um, there was always like cool names, you know? And I thought Brett was one of the cool ones when I was growing up. Brett or like Jordan or something. Instead, I was stuck here with this old-ass biblical name, Andrew. That's an old-ass biblical name, isn't it? It's like Hebrew in origin, <laughs> I think. I don't know. Um, I actually, I'm actually named after my grandpa, who I never met. He was Andrew Beckler as well. So I do think it's a, it's that's kind of cool. Um, but everybody wanted one of the cool names. 
every girl that I went to school with pretended her middle name was Ray when I was growing up. It was always something Ray. I'm Amber Ray. I'm like, no, you're not. You're not all Ray. The Beckler and Shauna Podcast. Well, after I talked about that, I got a flurry of messages from people saying the Brett in that song is actually, the one that Jordan Miller, lead singer of The Beaches, is singing about, is actually Brett Emmons, lead singer of another prominent Canadian group, The Glorious Sons. And I had heard this rumor, and I had tried to look into it and see if anything had ever been written about it and if their relationship had been confirmed. And it doesn't look like it has. I just checked in with Justin, because Justin is more up on what's happening in the Canadian music scene than I am. And he said that those two bands had toured together and that there were rumors that Jordan Miller of the Beaches and Brad Emmons of the Glorious Sons were together and then they broke up or ended things and the ex that's mentioned in the song Blame Brett is actually Brad Emmons. So I don't know. I, I think maybe next time the Beaches are in the studio here we'll just straight up ask them if that's true or not. <laughs> That's like, uh, I mean, if the relationship came and went, I guess it's not the case anymore, but I was going to say, like, that's that's a Canadian musical power couple right there. Maybe the biggest one we've had since Avril Lavigne and Chad Kruger. Before that, Avril Lavigne and Derek Wibley. I was trying to think of some other Canadian musical power couples. Ian and Sylvia Tyson? That might be it. The Beckler and Shauna Pisscast is brought to you by Shane Holmes. We've told you all about Shane Holmes' paired homes and the next level soundproofing and the large bedrooms and everything that comes along with those popular homes. Well, if, you're li- if you listen to that and thought, you know what, this might be the right kind of place for me. Uh, they build those homes in Legacy in the South and Midtown in Airdrie. We've also told you lots about the community of Midtown in Airdrie. You can always find more info and get in touch with the people at Shane Holmes at shanehomes.com. Shane Holmes, the better way to build. The Beckler and Shauna Podcast. So LeBron James says he's contemplating retirement. He's played 20 seasons in the NBA, and he said he's considering retiring. But at the same time, over the years, he said that he would like to remain in the NBA long enough to play with his son, also named LeBron James, known as Bronny, uh, who is a, a top prospect right now. I believe he's 18. So LeBron, I guess, is signed until 2024, and Bronny would be eligible for the draft in 2024, and LeBron says he would like to be there on the floor when his kid comes into the NBA if he wants to do that, which would be super cool, wouldn't it? I mean, um, it hasn't happened very often in North American pro sports. There, I guess there are quite a few examples of in cricket of fathers and sons playing in the same match, sometimes on the same team. There are a few examples from soccer, but there aren't many examples in North American pro sports. Famously, Gordie Howe played with his two sons for the Hartford Whalers when he was in his, like, I think his early 50s. Ken Griffey Juniors and Seniors, or Ken Griffey's Junior and Senior, their careers overlapped for like a month in the Seattle Mariners, and I believe they hit back-to-back home runs in 1990, which is pretty incredible, hey? Especially as the pitcher. Like, this young star launches one off you, then his dad comes up and does the same. Man, that's funny. Um, Dale Earnhardt Jr. and Dale Earnhardt Sr. raced against each other quite a few times. But other than that, there aren't very many examples of that. So I can understand from LeBron's perspective, and LeBron is still effective in the league, right? So if you can, if you're feeling good and you could stick around and play with your kid, that would be so cool. My youngest brother is two and a half years younger than me, 
And we got to play together a few times because he was such a good hockey player. He got called up to play with my age group. And it was so cool, like, playing on a line with my little brother. So imagine if it was, like, your kid or if it was your dad. That would be a ton of fun. I mean, lots of people follow their parents into their career and they work under them for a few years to learn the ropes. But, you know, if you're LeBron James, what if the family business is absolutely cramming on people? The Beckler and Shauna Podcast. I was having dinner with the boys the other night while McKenna was at work and partway through the meal, Brigham like lifts up a cheek and honks one. And I was like, not at the supper table, man. Like, not not while everyone's eating. He's like, what do you do then? And I said, well, you... I don't know, hold it in or you excuse yourself. And then my oldest son, Bo, laughed, and he's like, (laughs) he said, everyone always says to excuse yourself at the supper table, but nobody's actually going to do that. And then when I thought about it, I was like, you kind of have a point. Like, let's say you're at a dinner party and you're like, "Uh (laughs) uh-oh, what do I do? You can't <laughs> you can't just like disappear for eight seconds in the next room. You're like, excuse me, I'll I have to see to some business in the other room. And then you come back in like nothing happened. Or the alternative is to go to the bathroom for again like way too short a time. Like you weren't in there long enough. You went to honk one, didn't you? The Beckler and Shauna Podcast. McKenna bought me a chocolate bar the other day. It was a Hershey bar, but it was a special edition Hershey bar uh, in support of a feminist cause. It was called a Hershey bar. So Hershey. And uh, the the money raised, I guess, goes towards this charity that works to support young women who are making a difference in their communities. So it's a a great initiative. Um, Perhaps a little bit shoehorned on the name there. I'd say not quite as bad as when the Prime Minister was talking about the she-session and the she-covery, but I was like, I can, I, I can get behind this. The chocolate was delicious. And maybe we should only eat feminist candies going forward. So our producer, Fraser Manning, is in studio with me. He's really good at coming up with these. And we've got a, a real girl wind of uh, alternative candies for you here, feminist candies. I was thinking, like, she's pieces. Yeah, and you could take that even a little bit further. She's peace, she's she-nut but her cups. <laughs> You could really, you could That's really ring that one out. That one's a mess. Cherry blast hers. Uh, I don't know about that one. No, maybe not Snake that one. Hers again. Don't know about that. Nope. Sheetish berries. I like that one. Yep. Yeah, we're branching out into other candy varieties. <laughs> Speaking of which, we have sour patch kids. I also have sour soothe hers. Uh, cough her crisp. That's a bit of a bit of a stretch, but it's a good Canadian <laughs> chocolate bar. Crisp. <laughs> well, there's there's Mr. Big, so we can go Mrs. Big, but I, you probably don't want to assume her marital status. So Ms. Big. Yes, yes. This one, I think only a few people on the planet can actually get away with saying it. It's O'Hernry. Uh, O'Hernry. Like, so Charles Barkley and Cleveland from Family Guy are the only two people that could probably pull that off. <laughs> Do you have any O'Hernry bars? I have Hersey milk. Very good. Yeah. Uh, how about lick her ish? <laughs> lick her ish. The Beckler and Shauna podcast. Two Terry of the Month nominees for you. A Terry two for this doesn't often happen. Usually they're nominated on their own. But uh, the first one comes from friend of the show Joseph, who passed a truck on the road, a truck with a decal in the back. This is, this is kind of a beater of a truck. It's all rusted out, and there's a decal in the back window that says "Scary Terry." Now, from the photo, you can't get a look at the driver. You can't tell if they're actually scary. But you know what? I'm going to take Terry at his word here. Scary Terry, a nominee for Terry of the Month. Secondly, I got this story from my dad. There's a a Czech dude named Yoska, and he just broke the record for the longest 
plank hold. Do you know how long this dude hold, held a plank for? Nine hours and 38 minutes. I could probably hold a plank for like two minutes if I tried right now. Nine hours, 38 minutes, just planking. So he's a reformed Terry by the sounds of it. That's why I've nominated him for Terry of the Month because Terry needs inspiration. Terry needs to see what could be possible with just some lifestyle choices. Yoska says, I used to be fond of alcohol and cigarettes, but I guess he kicked those addictions and he replaced it with an addiction to abdominals. Straight abs. Girl Terry's love them. They run their long, fake nails over his abs. They say, oh, Yoska, your abs are more rugged than my voice. The Beckler and Shauna podcast. This video came down my feed. It was a clip from the podcast of comedian Theo Vaughn. I'm not sure if you're familiar with Theo Vaughn or not. He's a pretty funny guy. Um, But he was reading out some of his upcoming tour dates, including some in Ontario. And listen, listen to this. I will also be coming to Guilford, New Hampshire, July 20th, Windsor, Ontario, August 18th, Niagara Fall Falls, Ontario, on August 20th, and Toronto, Ontario, on August 27th. Those are Canada. So I was reading through some of the comments on this video, and a lot of people were saying, well, no, he's joking. And other people were saying, I don't think he is joking. I think he actually thinks that's how those places are pronounced. And it's tough to say. I mean, he's. it seems like the kind of joke that he would make, but it's also totally possible that maybe... He doesn't know how to say Ontario or Niagara Falls or Toronto. It's possible. I don't know how to say Toronto. How do you not say Toronto? Everyone knows Toronto. It's one of the biggest cities in North America. <laughs> Here's what I think, though. Because I actually, I don't, like, I don't listen to Theo Vaughn's podcast or anything, so I don't know if that's his kind of humor. Um, but I, I have a theory, and I've had this theory about other things in the past, too. But, like... By mispronouncing the name of a place like that, you ensure that everybody in that place is going to hear about it, right? Because they're going to share this clip. Oh, my God, did you hear how Theo Vaughn pronounced the name of our town? Hilarious, right? Sorry, what date was that that he's coming through? Oh, that'd be a good show, right? That's kind of how it works. Like, I've seen this on uh, on social media before on like Instagram and TikTok where... Someone will like get an obvious detail about their video wrong. Like they'll attribute a song to the wrong band or something. I saw Walk Off the Earth do it just recently. They were doing a cover of a song and they attributed it to the wrong the wrong original artist. And I think they did that just to drive engagement because the comments init- immediately blew up with everyone saying that's not the right band. That's not the band who sings that song. It's this band. So if you get like one wrong detail one little detail wrong, I think you can like drive attention towards something. And I think that might be what Theo Vaughn's doing here, especially when it's like so regional. He mispronounced the name of our town. That's hilarious. He's a pretty funny guy. We should go to that show. See how that works? The Beckler and Shauna podcast. They must have been turning the compost pile at the Shepherd Landfill or something yesterday because the whole Southeast smelled like dump. It just stunk. We were out of baseball last night. It was like, it stinks here, doesn't it? Just the way the wind's blowing and they got that big compost facility at Shepherd, and uh, I don't know if they stir it up every once in a while and it just wafts over the whole southeast, but it doesn't smell good, buddy. <laughs> There's a neighborhood in, in my hometown and a friend of mine actually bought a house up there. And the thing is, like, you wouldn't know about these things unless you happen to visit, like, unless you happen to view the house on a day when it did stink, because it doesn't always stink. But there's a neighborhood in my hometown where it's, like, surrounded by things that cause bad odors. 
So if the wind is coming out of the east, you get the wastewater treatment plant up there, which smells like dump. If the wind is coming out of the north, there was um, like a meat plant there that would that would make the whole neighborhood smell like hot dogs, basically, which isn't a terrible smell, but it was like it was strong. And then if it was coming out of the west, there was an animal rendering plant there, and that was the worst of all of them. It was worse than the, than the wastewater, and it would smell like, you know, animal carcass coming from that way. Only if the wind was coming out of the south did you get a fresh breath of air in that neighborhood. But again, maybe you view the house on a day when there's a southerly wind. You're like, oh, this is lovely. And then you <laughs> move in, and it's too late. You just got to sit in it. The Beckler and Shauna Podcast. Got some more white girl sayings for you. Um, this is this segment, I think, is never going to end. There's just a bottomless supply of white girl sayings out there. I am saying that word weird. Don't worry. Uh, we're going to start with one from front of the show. Chell, who spotted this in a friend's house. These three little, I don't even know, these three little pieces of art that say, explore, imagine, wish. You could just pick nice sounding words, slap them up on the wall, and it's good. This kind of reminds me of the one that's stenciled in the ba- on the wall in the basement at my house. I, I didn't put it there. It was there when we bought the house. We just haven't got around to fixing up the basement yet. But it says, wish it, dream it, do it. Lots of wishing. Lots of wishing amongst white girls, apparently. White girls love their wishes. This is from a friend of the show, Greg. Uh, I'm not entirely sure what I'm looking at here. It's like a quilt or something. It's got a sewing machine on it and some buttons. And it says, she believed she could, so she did. So spelt like that, like you would think with a sewing machine. That's uh, I appreciate a good pun as much as the next dad, so thanks for that. Greg said, you can't really see, but within the fabric on this quilt or whatever I'm looking at, it says, don't look back. You're not going that way. Oh, that's good. That's good. Do you feel a little stir in your innards there? You might be might be part white girl if you heard that, if you felt that. How many boyfriend sweaters out of 10 does that one get? Eight and a half boyfriend sweaters. You've been listening to the Beckler and Shauna podcast. Brought to you by Shane Holmes. Offering affordable customization on your new home. You want more? Then tune in to X Mornings with Beckler and Shauna live on Calgary's Alternative. X92.9. Monday through Friday, 6 to 10 a.m. Mountain Time at X92.9.ca. And don't forget to subscribe to this podcast and have Beckler and Shauna downloaded daily to whatever device you use. Later. After Hours, a weekly podcast that brings X Afternoons with Mariah and Ty to another level of awesome and allows you to listen on your own terms. Go behind the curtain and hear the stuff you won't hear on the radio. Like, f- they're going to say f-. Find X After Hours wherever you get your podcasts or on the X app.